Kelly, welcome back to Real Men Don't Wear Long Sleeves. Round 23, two, one. Is there 23 or 22 this year? 23. 23, But yeah. this, those, are, those are yet to come. But this it, is yeah, we are. Round 21. Right. Yeah. And we're looking at Guelphie lining up for his second goal at the opening of the third quarter of GWS versus Essendon. Yep. 7-7-7-5. For any real men, um, real fans, you may recall that this was the first game we ever recorded was GWS Essendon. Yeah. However, not in Sydney, I don't think. No. Who won that game? Um, I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know, but I remember it being by less than a goal. Interesting. Hopefully and the losing that. team were like crying, even though it was round three. <laughs> so round it, was 15, really, yeah. it was a dramatic overreaction. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, um, Matt Guelphy has just gold, putting Essendon in front for the first time. There was some conversation going on in our footy tipping group chat recently regarding the most, like the objectively most handsome football player. Sorry, Statman's just told Rose off for putting her cup down on the coaster too loudly. So sorry to the listener um, mm. for that audio experience for you. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Someone proposed Matt Golfi as the most objectively most handsome footballer. And that shocked me to my core. Because he's blonde? Maybe. I just wouldn't have ever thought him in a category of like objectively most handsome people. He's a boringly handsome man. Yeah, right. There he are many amongst us. And maybe it, I feel like the two people who voted for him as most handsome were heterosexual men, which maybe speaks to the... The lack of edge. They, yeah. they don't quite like get it, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, I haven't watched much Giants games this year. I think this is the first one I've watched. Mm. I don't think I even saw the Collingwood play them. Mm. They've just been so nothing all year. They really have. Very underwhelmed, very hard to tip for, um, as have been the Bombers. I had so much faith in the Bombers at the start of the year. I thought they'd win all their games. But at this rate, they could finish higher than Port on the ladder. Yeah. I heard that Port have won 10 games by less than two goals. The inverse of Collingwood's experience. You mean lost port, lost ten games by less than two goals? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought I said. Yeah, the Collingwood game last night. Hey, how about how about that? Oh about my god, it was crazy. I think I owe Scott Pendlebury a formal apology. Thank you. Because as well, I mean, it could have gone either way. I was just I was preparing last night to come on the podcast today and talk shit about Scott Pendlebury, but he did get one final disposal in the last three minutes of the game, which won me $150 on my multi. Yeah, so. and it was a game-saving tackle as well. It was a game-saving tackle. More importantly. Yeah. So I need to apologise to him um, and say thank you. You have a lot more to apologise to him about than one game, young lady. No, I don't... I, I, don't, I don't know that I... I think I've given him the... He needed, he needed to have a renewed sense of purpose... Because, you know, after 18 years, you, you lose a bit of the hunger. So I gave him the purpose of I need to prove Aaron and the real men wrong. And, and I won't actually apologise for that. In fact, I'll ask you to apologise for that. Get fucked. <laughs> ben Hobbs just kicked a goal for Essendon. So they're now 10 points up. Good for the Bombers. Yeah. But it's like the whole problem is that they did this last year and then it's like they yes. come out and when it matters, they can't perform at all but when it's like inconsequential they're they're a ripping team I kind of get that I think I would be like that if I was a professional sports person because like you know when the pressure's off when the pressure's off you like can relax whereas like when there's something to play for it's like so stressful you know Mm. 
like did you see last week um, the Mark McVeigh press conference where he like named eight players and was like these are the only t- players who tried today yeah and then they were talking about it on access all areas and then Damien Barrett was like trying to start shit like he always does mm. um, and he's been like I don't think this should happen I don't think this should happen it's like well and then Matthew Lloyd my sweet darling angel um, <laughs> was like I think it's fine because Daniel Barrett's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's annoying. Um, and he's so, like, righteous. And he's so, like, provocative. Like, he, like, purposely tries to start shit all the time over, like, stuff that people don't care about. And he tries to, like, make it seem so much more dramatic than it is. And Matthew Lewis like, it's fine. He would have said those things to the players before. Oh. And they would have known. And he's, like, putting it out there for them to change the... Yeah. Change their behaviour. Yeah. I thought it was um, good. But it made me think of when I was in primary school and like you want the teacher you the feeling of being one of the eight players that he listed as having done a good job for me evoked the memory of like wanting the teacher to like me but then being scared that if the teacher liked me that everyone else would think I was a loser (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like the tension between being the teacher's pet and wanting to be cool at the same time and that's why I really felt like the experience would have been like for those eight players Boo, Toby Green, boo. Okay, he's just run 800 kilometres. Do you think Toby Green would be a better or worse player if he was in a good team? Mm. What, as in more annoying or like perform, performance-based? Um, performance-based, because I think he gets his rocks off on being like the Giants guy. And people are like, Toby Green, and no one really cares about anyone else from Giants except him. Whereas yeah, I feel like if you he's put like him, their only character. Yeah, say if you put him in Melbourne, he would just kind of blend in to the, to the pack. Yeah. No? Maybe not? This man's haircut, Nick Martin's haircut, is like the haircut of a four-year-old boy. It stresses me out deeply. Speaking of haircuts of a four-year-old boy, sorry to go back to Scott Pendlebury already, but... Trent Cotton. No, Scott Pendlebury. That man needs to accept he's in his mid-30s and stop getting that fade cut like his 20-year-old teammates. He used to have dreadlocks. He's come so far. (laughs) We can't criticise him on this when it's such a vast improvement. I guess, but, you know. Stupid Toby Green. Oh, wait, that's not him. They all just look the same, these Giants people. Mm. It's pretty hard to get invested in this game when, as you said before, the stakes are so low. And they're not really doing anything cool either. Yeah. Also, we did... Um, I feel like we had all our, our weekly football chat at the pub last night, so... Yeah, we were talking about the um, Collective Minds camp and how that's come back. Yeah, and how Mark Rusciuto has a ticking clock over his head. Yeah, because he pulled an Eddie Maguire, said, get over it. And it's like, we know by now that that doesn't work. But also, the thing not that sure I, the thing that I um, found crazy, which we didn't talk about last night was the fact that the club was like, we signed NDAs on behalf of all the players. Oh. And we're like, what's the legalities of that? Like, they said, you guys can't... And Eddie was saying, oh, you know, I wasn't even supposed to tell my wife what happened. Yeah. Because they, they supposedly signed these confidentiality agreements, but the club, like, signed on their behalf. But, like, they're all over 18. Like, you can't... Surely that's not a legitimate... Yeah, they're not, like, the, the board members aren't the guardians of the... Yeah. Yeah. But that and, is really weird. Yeah. Who's this, <laughs> who's this Giants man lining up for goal? Um, 
he's familiar, but again, I haven't watched a Giants game all year, uh, so my memory of the players has really gone down. Crazy that Leon Cameron was the coach, like, just a few months ago. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Leon Cameron was the only thing keeping Giants relevant. I see what you mean. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, now there's no one like... And, like the fact that their coach was under pressure like kept them in yeah. the conversation and now it's like, well... But my honest question for the Giants is like, actually, who cares about anything you do? <laughs> and you were just mentioning before how um, JB was being so critical of Gold Coast. Yeah, I was but, just a triple M commentary. But I would honestly yeah. argue that like people care less about Giants than Gold Coast. Yeah, but they've At been the much more successful... Like, they've played in a grand final, and, oh, my God, why is that DJ looking straight into my soul? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean that... That doesn't translate to people caring about them. No, it doesn't, but, like, on paper, they can claim a lot more than the Gold Coast can. And they've been able to retain a lot of their star players as well over... Not Jeremy Cameron. Getting the... No, not Jeremy Cameron. Oh. But he stayed for a long time. I just remembered my dad sent me a text about something to raise in the podcast. Well, I would love to talk about last night's game some more. Well, okay, the, the thing I have to raise from Dad is, is Melbourne-related, so it might be a convenient okay. segue. It's a screenshot of an article from SEN. Ed Langdon has taken aim at former Fremantle coach Ross Lyon over a long-sleeve jumper rule he enforced during his time at the Dockers. Boo! And he said, I thought it was a bit ridiculous, but at that point in my career, I wasn't really in a position to be arguing, put it that way. Which confirms Ed Langdon, legend, Ross Lyon, loser. Piece of shit. Yeah. Except Ed Langdon's not a legend anymore because he talked smack about my boy. He just said they were one trick pony. No, he didn't. He said something about Dark and Jenner or some shit. Um, well, that's what he does. Well, it's rude, and I'm glad that he got personally. No, they were, oh, he's such a nice guy. He put himself in that position. He just said they were a one-trick pony. It doesn't mean it's a bad trick. Yeah, but the implication was that it was like, we're not worried about them because mm. they can only do one thing. and Which is not win. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. And something else Melbourne related. Laughs on them because now we're above them on the ladder. Which is crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Um, I was thinking, we were talking about this. I can't remember when we were talking about this stat man, but about like the team in the eight, or maybe like, let's say like the top four, who who feel least likely to win. And for me, it's Brisbane. I feel like I'm never convinced by Brisbane and they're the Mm. least likely to win. And like, they've had a big drop off just like Melbourne. But, but I also just, but even when they're like operating at their best, I'm still like, yeah, but you guys aren't going to win. You know, yeah. I'm just never sold by them. The same way that we were talking last week about just like never being sold by Port's list and stuff. It's like, Lions, I just don't think you guys have it in you. Because, and especially because they've been in better positions in the past and then have just fucked it up come finals. Yeah. Like, even though they have really good home and away seasons, it's like when it gets to finals, nobody's worried because you just keep fucking losing finals. Yeah. Do you think St Kilda are more likely to win than Brisbane? No. No, but when the Saints are... Well, when, they, when they're marching in. <laughs> yeah, when they're marching in, they are really good, but it's so patchy. I don't they're think Saints... So when they're marching in. I don't think Saints will <laughs> even make finals. I'm upset that Carlton and Fremantle have dropped off because they were both so um, entertaining to watch. 
And now Collingwood have really usurped them as the entertaining to watch underdog favourites. I watched the Brisbane-Richmond game last week and it was really good. Mm. And it's made me think Shybolt and a sneaky chance for Brownlow. Because even though he only gets like 17 touches a game, it's like he is doing mm. shit every time he gets the ball and like parting the seas, kicking goals, making play. He's the best player on Richmond. Well, guess Rose, who said a very similar thing. Was it you? It was Kane Collins. No! <laughs> he said Shai Holton's best player in the league right now. Well, he is really good. He is really good. And yeah. I like that he's not, like, boring, even though I don't like him. I like that he is You know that you would love him if he were a Richmond supporter. Yeah, and because it's, like, it's fun when the players aren't, like, you know. Taking it too seriously. Or just, like, too robotic. Like, mm. obviously... I fucking hate Tom Mitchell. I've made that very clear from the beginning of time. Um, but he's just, like, so boring. Why do you hate him? Because he's so boring. And, a- and, he's a, <laughs> and he should never have won the Brownlow because he's a Darcy Parish like, rack up the possessions and do nothing with them player. Yeah, I mean, the Brownlow's a midfield reward. Yeah, but if you're gonna, you could at least be a good midfielder to win it. Yeah, or, like, an intimidating she midfielder. He's good. Or a damaging midfielder. Can I bring up something completely and unrelated? And you could have some kind of personality while you're at it. Can I bring up something Tom. completely unrelated and try and make it related? So have you guys heard about Christian Paprika's new nickname? Boo! <laughs> I also don't think it's very... It's like I, I thought about this on the drive here, actually. Yeah. Um, I was, like, screaming at the TV at Christian Paprika last night. They were being like, go back to your fucking out. <laughs> I love so, so the, of course Christian Patrick but Christian Paprika his not nearly as good as Darcy Moores did when he was posting those on Instagram well I'm sorry but he's not advanced enough he's Master Chef Junior I'm sorry uh, Darcy's Iron Chef I think you're fucking rude for saying that to be honest because you know it's just nice to have things in life that make you happy and that you look forward to and sometimes over this past week it's felt like the only thing that I have to look forward to in my life is when Christian Petrarca uploads his daily cooking video on tiktok and he's just it's just great it's good to see we talk most days so i find that really <laughs> rude he's done some really good ones recently and it's not about the it's not about the quality of the recipe it's about the love he clearly puts into them and it's just like go off king but it's something to do isn't it for him yeah well every week i look forward to seeing christian Pataka lose a game of football that's so, so. rude <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking about? Imagine if we were in America and Craig McRae, they'd be like, Craig McRae. My dad calls him Craig Craig. Because he thinks Craig. He Craig. loves Craig. Oh, I fucking... Craig that, McRae. That's my, one of my least favourite things about being alive is having to hear Americans say Craig. Craig and Graham. Graham. Oh, Gra- oh. Love actually Nancy Myers. Was that the holiday. Her? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Nancy Myers? Uh, yes, The writers did Nancy not Myers. like... Graham. Yep, obviously referring to the scene at the end where Cameron Diaz is yelling out Graham instead of Graham. Worsened by the fact that she's in England doing it and he's an English character. So it's like, surely if your name's Graham and you're British, you how could you possibly date an American? Yeah, that's so true. Or same as Craig. Like, it just... You'd be like, say it right. You have to change your name. But you know what's interesting is that now I'm thinking back on that movie and I can't recall another character saying his name except for her. Because you, you don't hear Kate Winslet being like, my brother, Graham. It's just like her at the end being like, Graham, Graham. 
Well, yeah, maybe they didn't want confusion yeah. over like who he is. She doesn't say that she got a brother, and then they've got the kids. So, and maybe they didn't want to draw attention to the fact that she was saying it differently to everyone else, so they just didn't have another character say his name the whole time. Mm. They should have gone the opposite way though, but that's okay. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Oh, we have. They've got a whole tier of the stadium empty. Is that that seems worse than tops for me? Well, that's well, they what make the, the seats was. orange, don't they? Same as Metricon, all the seats are the cut co- and the Gabba too. The seats are the yeah. colours of the the team, Guernseys, so that it's less noticeable that they're filled, that they're not filled with people who would be wearing those same colours. Yeah, there's not many people there. Well, that was a throw if I've ever seen one, um, and I've seen many. Christian Petrarca played all of them. Oh shit! There's a biff. On oh. Also, Rose, we have watched a Giants game this year because I just saw Harry Himmelberg and remembered that we did an episode where we talked about him being a heartthrob. But no, that, that was... was the Crows game because we're talking about his brother. No, we did both. Oh, okay. Clearly, you don't listen to your what own What a likely bunch. Did you see Red Brown last night getting um, An into goal? a bit of Biffo himself? No, I didn't see that, actually. Yeah, he did. He it went, didn't happen. He went after Maynard. And I was like, fair enough. Fair, that guy's pretty enough. annoying. Yeah, he's pretty annoying. But, um... Very unlike old BB. He punched someone in the VFL recently, actually. (laughs) He was recently arrested for murder, (laughs) now that I think about it. Who the hell are you? Now, that man is too old for that haircut. Mm. The faded sides with the mullet. Mm. Whoa, look at that man jump. It's It's huge. They were talking about him on the radio, actually, and saying that he had... The biggest... He's got the record at the draft combine for jumping the highest. Wow. He was Central District's boy, wasn't he? Is that Lekalia? Lekalia. Lekalia. I didn't know that. There you go. And so they reckon he's going to be mark of the year all the time. Just you wait. He he did a pretty good mark before. It confuses me that Central District's are Elizabeth, famously northern suburbs. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in the SNFL Central Districts. Are they districts. the Central Districts of the North? Well, it's just... Like they, but their name is just Central Districts. I think that's the yeah. idea, isn't it? That it's like... It's sort of the whole North kind of... But that's not Central. Oh, God. It's North. It's Central to the North, I guess. What? I'm going to fact check it because... Thank you, Statman. Yeah, you've been slipping in your duties as Statman over Central recently. Central is my papa's team that he supports. There you go. Is that Archie Perkins? And he thinks that, well, he said to me that the chant of the da, da, originates from Central Districts when they go, you dogs. But they also do that with Westies. They go, you bloods. So I feel like everyone. Yeah, but would, who was the OG? Well, we don't know. I feel like everyone would like to claim it for themselves. Oh, God. I want something interesting to happen. I feel like I exhausted a lot of my energy watching the game last night. I was it was a great stressed game. out for hours on end. It's hard when you watch a good well, game like that. It's level of this game, but it's like, we want something interesting to have. What more can we ask for? Well, Except for it to be replaced by two different teams. Yeah, that, that I care about, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't not care about Essendon. I know, it's just the Saturday draw, though, hey? Because all the, like, finals, the, yeah. influential games are being played tonight or tomorrow and it's simply too late what else has happened um what were the things that we were talking about last night let's recreate our conversations and pretend that we didn't have them before all right so i could be capable of that 
just just an update on the central districts thing. So it's kind of interesting. They um, so what was previously um, like before the SANFL was the SAFA, the South Australian Football Association. When was um, that? From eighteen seventy seven to nineteen oh six. That and was so long ago. There were teams in so there was a Salisbury team in eighteen eighty, Kapunda in eighteen sixty six, and Gawler in eighteen sixty eight, who fielded a team for four seasons between eighteen eighty seven and eighteen ninety. Imagine... And basically none of them were successful. Um, and then during mid to late fifties a team from newly created and developing satellite city of Elizabeth so the outer north Adelaide between Salisbury and Gawler was noticeable by its absence from SNFL ranks. Uh, and essentially that was the just... only thing noticeable about that suburb. <laughs> well, I'd read it all, but that's probably so. Not basically, very what you're saying is there were a few failed northern teams, and then they united in the central Elizabeth. There was just like a notable absence from the from the north of yep. Adelaide um, in the SNFL, and that's why they sort of got central districts to to right. represent. Um, you know, like Salisbury, Elizabeth, Golden Grove, Wantry Hill, yeah. Rossa Valley, that sort mm. of thing. Oh, how fun is this? So, oh, is this... Yeah, I can tell the story. Oh, it's kind of boring. Oh. That's huge. Stupid Toby Green kicking the ball around midair like a stupid bitch. Um, what I was going to say is the scorelines when football first started was like eight to four. After, it's like, how bad were those teams? Were they like less people on them? It was crazy how low scoring they were. Because I was looking, I was looking at the Carlton Collingwood rivalry at some point. I think, and like the original scorelines were so low. But then it's interesting because then it's the opposite in soccer, mm. where they used to be like twelve to seven and stuff like that. Well, it must have been something about the way the game was played differently. Like, were the rule, were the rules different? Probably, probably a bit of that. Probably just the skill. Mm. It's not. But you know, there's probably something to be like people say. You know, F or W. Yeah, yeah. Scoring, how boring mm. it is. Whatever. That's not what I think but mm. some, it's the argument some people make um, but you know like look where AFL has come now yeah what you were just describing yeah that's true it's crazy to think that football has been around for so long it's crazy to think that humans have been around for yeah, so Geelong long Geelong was like 1852 or something they that's so. it's crazy. like Australia we've barely been settled colonists had barely set foot on the earth they, they kicked before they ran the colonists that's what they always say <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Did I say that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it sounded good though. It sounded didn't good, it? Yeah. yeah. What was your story? Oh, it was just about because I mean it requires some background knowledge, but my work for those listening that don't already know is like in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, and um, someone recently like who lives in Modbury asked to go to like the Adelaide one. And they were like, oh, well, you're in the northern suburbs, so like you need to go to the one in Edinburgh North. And this girl was like, honey, I just don't really like that area. Because, <laughs> like, Modbury is famously, like, the good, the good word of the north. Um, That's so funny. But, yeah, I, it probably wasn't worth the, the story being told, but I just thought it was funny. It's such a random area, though. Really and I feel like all the plains you have to cross. Yeah, prison. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's where Von Einem is, everyone. Yeah. So, Dwayne Russell's, I went to high school in Paraka. Really? Yep. So, Alan Dydak. There you he's go. He's the Paraka boy. 
Um, yeah, and so is my mum. Yeah, the two guys on the podcast, podcast pronounced it poo racker, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> on purpose or an accident? Uh, well, they just don't know what right. poo racker is, right? But you know how in back in the back in the day there'd be so many prison breaks just across the world. It was that easy. Rel- relatively to now easy yeah. to escape from jail because there was a creek behind my grandparents house where all my where my mum lived and they like go and play and then they'd like constantly be escaping prisoners <laughs> hiding in the bushes and then the police would like come and question the kids and they'd be like where's that guy and they're like in that bush and oh my god the chase continues because wow. the guy the prisoner over here is and runs away so it happened all the time this is, this I was like what kind of childhood is this a South Australian hist- historian podcast mm. yeah also, Cal Ward just got to go. I forgot that we love him. I kind of forget about him, to be honest. I he would say be, that I love him. But he that's used to be the main I, feature of our podcast. He really was. I feel like as well, except with the exception of Nick Haynes and Himmelberg, GWS have slowly... Gotten the average heart. length of their hair has slowly um, gotten shorter, centimetre mm. by centimetre. Cal Ward was a huge um, adjustment in that area. I feel like since he shut... Similar to Marcus Bontrepelli. Since he cut his hair, it's like, for some reason, the interest is gone. Mm. Yep. There's no justification for He does have it. a good head of hair. It's very feathery, the way it's, like, swooshing in the wind. Mm. Where's Phil Davis? Is he retiring? Uh, he's injured again, I think. Oh, we did speak about there's so many retirements. Oh, yeah, so many retirements. Stevie Motlop. R.I.P. R.I.P. to a king. Um, Josh Kennedy. That was a huge one for me, because I said to you, it's like... It felt like he was the first player who I knew when I was watching AFL. And yes, it was partly because he looked like Justin from Brothers and Sisters. <sighs> and I thought he was really handsome and pretty. But he's constantly or consistently been such a performer. Yeah. And also like an icon of West Coast who were really successful throughout that period when I started watching as well. So I, yeah, I it feels weird. I feel like it's trade between Chris Judd and Josh Kennedy. Yeah, I just feel like I've, I I have no relationship with Josh Kennedy. Like, I feel like a fake AFL fan. He's one fan. of the best beards in the AFL. Who are we going to replace him in the I know, list? but, like, he's... he's run-up? Me and him just don't know each oh. other. Him and Me and Josh Kennedy don't know each other, and, like, that's fine. It's like when you have a friend who has a friend who you just know that you're not going to be friends with, so you just, like, both mutually agree not to talk to each other. That's me and Josh Kennedy. So I don't know if you're, mm-hmm, if you're getting to mm-hmm. it on your list, Rose, but David Mundy as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You look so sad when yeah. you said that. I thought he had another season in him, to be honest. He's been playing great. Oh, oh. Josh Kennedy, though. Like, yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Steve Motlop's not really a surprise. Steve's not a surprise, cause, yeah. But well, I think the Western teams often say that their players retire earlier than expected because of the amount of travel involved mm. is like a lot harder on the recovery of the body and Although, what have you. So he would be one of the oldest players from the West to, to date. And yeah, I mean, he's 37. Um, is he yes that's so oh what do you mean he's got another year he's got another year before he's in the grave um, do you know what pissed me off speaking of old players he's such a grand let, let me tell you what pissed me off after you know how I was saying last week how like Josh, Joel Selwood's clearly like everyone's like Oh, 350 games, blah, blah, hero, hero, hero. But they clearly just pushed him out because he wanted to get all those milestones. And then the, the week after that, he's out because they're managing him. Yeah. Mm. He's just like, it's like Weekend at Bernie's. Joel Selwood is Weekend at Bernie's. They just <laughs> trot him out so they can put his name in like the AFL Hall of Fame. That pissed me off. All right, it's three quarter time. GWS up by seven points. 
Toby Green has such a strut on him. I think it's mm. like if he didn't walk the way he did, I would forget about him. I don't know if this makes That's you feel differently true. about him, well. but he's been with his partner since they were like 13. That doesn't make me feel It kind of does make me feel differently about him. Toby Green. Yeah. yeah. He was on the couch the other day and he was quite a nice guy, I thought. I thought he seemed quite genuine, pretty pretty introverted. Introverted. Like, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very. But That kind of makes sense because then it's yeah. like he shows well, he had all these like this energy and then he just lets it out by eye gouging people on the field. Yeah, and so I, I cool. would never... I would, I would never excuse that and doesn't mean I like him but it was just interesting I thought mm. and it the players he went for as well I feel like that was why he was so great is that if he went for like the Joe Danaher's of the world or the Lockie Hunters you'd be like yeah we'll move on but Marcus Montrepelli and Lockie Neal how yeah. dare you do you care about Lockie now? Lockie Neal <laughs> <laughs> you don't like your um, no, not particularly, but you really did at the time did that I? this took place. Yeah, you. I don't remember. And then from the players, I remember it well. From the players' playlist, they were playing "Meet Me Halfway" by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh yeah. And it was chosen by Lockie Neal, and you were like, "Oh my god, it's my song!" And also because he looks a lot like Harry Styles. Yeah, he does not look like. People think he does. He looks quite a lot like him. People think he and does. And they used to. They used to have the same hair. Whereas now yeah. Harry's longer, Lockie's is shorter. They've kind of eclipsed Lockie one another. Neal having one, yeah. I don't really remember well, like loving Harry Lockie Neal. Just kind of have like that, and same as Lockie. Oh, I was reading yeah. more goss about the Harry Florence Pugh Olivia Wilde drama this morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll tell you off pod because don't anyone cares about this. Yeah. <laughs> when does that movie come out? I don't know. I'm really sad because apparently Where the Crawdad Sick is really bad. It's got yeah, really bad reviews. I'm not going to say it. It's a really good book. And I'm disappointed in you, Reese Witherspoon. I watched Legally Blonde the other day. That was good. What is everyone else's favourite movie? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite... Okay, here's, here's a good topic. What's your favourite sports movie? I don't know, but I'm surprised there isn't like a movie... Is there a movie about footy? I watched that like show that was about wags on channel 10 like a drama not like a reality show mm. um a couple years ago it got cancelled very quickly because it was not good what's that movie called holding the man which is like i think it features footy but it's a, it's like kind of like a gay love story that ends sadly because of aids so it's not i wouldn't say it's a footy movie but it does i think it does feature footy because that's why it's called holding the man as well that movie is really um good and sad. Uh, I don't think Cool Runnings is my favourite, but it's the first one that came to my head. Okay. Great movie. Yeah. Is a that movie. is a great movie. And interesting because it's kind of a sport that you don't know anything about. It's just a wholesome story, isn't mm. it? Like sled... What is it called? Bobsledding Bob is sled. Cool Runnings. And they don't they don't win at the end, do they? They, like, carry the, the bobsled to the finish line. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Yeah. Very mm. touching. It's such a good movie. I watched that... Let's you, chuck it on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know those movies that you watch so much when you're a kid? What were we talking about? This happened to me something... Oh, when we watched Dan in real life, Jaden. Like, when you haven't watched a movie for 10 years, but you watched it so much when you were younger that you still know, like, every line. Like every beat, every the new, you know, the way they say the phrase, like you can. I was recall listening it. to the Angus Long's and Perfect Smoking soundtrack this morning, actually. Yeah. Which is a movie that I know nearly yeah. word by word. Yeah. You're just a sad with, uh, olive girl. Bench warmers when I was in high school. Oh really? 
But I, that makes so much sense. I, mean, I like that movie too. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I the brother that can't go in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What's my favorite? I think movie? I wouldn't rewatch it now because it would be bad. Yeah, all those movies are terrible. Even like the amount of spoof movies that came out during that period, like Epic Movie and all that kind of. It's so bizarre that there was such a platform for that. I'll tell you what sports movie I liked. We Are Marshall. Wow, there's been so many fights. I didn't even realise. That's a movie... I think it's based on real life. Matthew McConaughey plays like a, um American football... Like a gridiron high school coach. And something happens... I think at the start of the movie, the high school team is like going on a trip somewhere and the plane crashes and like they all die. And it's like a small town, so it like devastates the town. And then they bring in Matthew McConaughey and he rebuilds the team and therefore the town along with it. And it's a, you know story of triumph and survival mm. and football Moneyball is pretty good i well. never saw that friday night lights is an amazing tv show about sport but i saw a movie called united about manchester united in the 50s and they got in a plane crash and Running the team. team died most of them well, this is, that's the exact plot of we are marshall and this is a real Such true a story this was this happened. happened twice. No, this is a true story that happened so to the United team. Maybe. So is mine. That happened to the town of Marshall. Well, and there was another sports team in the a plane crash. They ate each the rugby team that became cannibals. What? They were in a plane crash and then people started they no one could find where the plane had crashed and people started dying and there was a rugby team on board and then they were all eating their teammates. That's so. fucked. Didn't know about that. And then they found them like a month later. How and a lot of them survived you? through the cannibalization of the cannibalization of a nation yeah do you think you would become a cannibal in that situation stat, stat man well just the group stat man uh, i do my best to avoid it uh, but i get hungry pretty easily <laughs> <laughs> and i mean if you're gonna die or you eat someone who's already dead i mean it feels mm. but that would be a real like throwing in the deep end because i've never sourced my own meat mm. like I don't I don't fish I don't hunt you know that funny episode of It's Always Sunny cows. where um, Dee and Charlie have this meat of Frank's and he tells them it's human meat have you seen that mm. episode yeah so they get really addicted to it it's like a raccoon or yeah. some shit oh, oh that's so cringe cross so the cringe. face oh Toby Green once again so you're meant to be able to do that really oh Gold Coast making a comeback Oh, good. Oh, wait, I tipped off on. But I do want Gold Coast to... Oh, it's not really a comeback. Well, they're only a goal down. Yeah, but they were never more than, like, two goals down. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is going on with everyone having such a fucking hard-on for Alistair Clarks? Like, wanting him so badly? It's because of the dynasty. Yeah, but that baby crumbled. Yeah, but I think people are looking at the fact that he built it before it crumbled. Yeah. And that's what, particularly North, they're like, we need a dynasty builder. Mm. I want nothing in this world would make me happier than for Mark Choco Williams to come back to Port Adelaide. Oh, but I know it would never happen. Yeah, as head coach, I know it would never happen. But this is moving on. I don't. Has a club ever done that where they bring in Neil Curley coached West Adelaide like three times? That's crazy. As in, he like got fired and then didn't he got coach rehired. Like a he coached. <laughs> <laughs> he. I don't think he got fired, but he sort of he was moved on like around a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Hogan, I really don't want Giants to win. God, what a weird run-up. Jesse Hogan, boo! Oh, Hawthorne won. It's pretty hard to bring ourselves to James care about Hurd, this game. James Hurd, boo! 
Do you boo James Hurd? I don't boo James Hurd. Also, speaking of... Uh, I don't think he's... He drugged, like, a lot of people. But he got... They forced... It was not just him, and... He, yeah, but he also, like, refused to take responsibility for any of it throughout it. So you're the no, they forced responsibility on him. Yeah. He was suicidal. He made, he tried to kill himself because of how the AFL treated him. You should read the, you should read the boys' you club. You should read the boys' club. He was really unfairly scapegoated, and, like, they really ruined his life because he wouldn't play along. But when I was watching the news unravel, it was like he really wouldn't... He, like, was in charge of these regimes and shit and, like, wouldn't say... I made a mistake and was like deep in denial. And then the players' interviews were like really upset with James Hurd. Like I remember Michael Hurley did like an exclusive one hour interview and he was like, if I saw that man out in public, I don't know what I would do because of the way mm. that he treated us as players. Well, I don't think it's to say he's blameless, but I think he was really unfairly treated by the AFL. Not that he didn't do anything to like, you know, get himself in that situation. Oh. Um, Sorry, speaking of Alistair Clarkson, I, I learned the other day that he king hit someone in a game when he played for... Was it North Melbourne he played for? I don't know. I think, so. that, I think that's why North are, like, really... Yeah, the Battle of Britain, I think it was. The Battle of Britain. You know that when they played some exhibition match in London? I think it was London. And it sounds like a real war. A real war, the Battle of Britain. Well, it was, like, this really fucking, like, brutal match where there were, like, heaps of punch-ons and stuff, and everyone was like, why the hell would you do this like yeah to show oh yeah yeah anyway i don't know too much about it but i I found that interesting it's just like he was pretty dirty player Mm. yeah i i i I, I, to this day and he does yeah he has that real when you look in his face and the way he holds his body there's a real sense of barely contained violence i i feel yeah Mm. lee matthews was really dirty as well didn't he he's like the only one that got it was either Lee Matthews or Malcolm Blight because those Definitely two men Lee morph Matthews. into the same yeah. man for me. Lee but they like brown though because he was like suspended every year. Yeah, because he was um, the first person to ever get like criminal charges for assault. Yeah, on, in the seventies <laughs> when it was like you could king hit people and not get charged with assault. So he, I don't know why he did, but it was nasty. Yeah, he like broke someone's jaw. Mm. I feel that the reason like neither Barry Hall. Oh, just punching people all the time because <laughs> like, that made international news how much he was doing it it's like his violence was not just contained to the fo- football field mm. um, I feel like this reason is this game is boring for the reason that neither of these teams can make finals so it's like no one has anything to play for except for Giants who last week got told you didn't try so now they're trying that's why they're winning mm. but it's boring for everyone people to watch people have been saying that about Essendon all year as well so it's like what but they've they do? They've, they've sort of steadied the ship a little bit more than Giants, I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god, more fights! I feel like it's just the story of the Giants as being like a shit but violent team. Mm. Do you think that Richmond are going to sneak into finals? I really hope mm. they don't. Like all the ads I'm seeing, like never let this Richmond team out of your sight for too long because then they'll bite you and like shit like that. It's like, come on. Come on. Who are they playing this week? They're playing Port. Oh, duh. Sorry, I was really outraged. It wasn't, no, that's wasn't necessary. No, that's outrageous. Um, I thought you would know that. I did know. I just forgot. Okay. I'm scared. You guys have a lot of players out. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll lose you for might sure. Get, I think... You might get gone. What do we think about... Is Ken going to be gone by the end of this season? No. Ken? You don't think no, so? No, I don't think so. No, I think he's done all right. 
I think it's so time like, to get um, back from we need zero five. We need a change though. Yeah, we do, but mm. I don't think he'll be gone. Why did the zero five happen though? I think it was just like a. I don't know. I think zero five is actually a reflection. As I said last week, I don't think we've ever been as good. And I was reading something on Reddit, people saying that has Ken Hinckley overperformed with an average group or underperformed with an amazing group? And it's like, I think he's probably overperformed with an average group to get where they have been. And I think zero five is probably more of a reflection of like what it is actually, mm. what where they actually would naturally sort of sit. Same as the chorus, it's like you guys aren't good, but when you do win, you look really good. So, overperforming with a really average group, IMO. The I just growing. I think to to reiterate something we talked about last night, the on the whole toughness conversation at the Crows, and how you know both Eddie and Josh came out and said like you know we lost our senior coach and got through that as a group. How did that is that not resilience enough for you sort of thing? Mm. And then you look at the club now and it's just so it's like the classic. Um, as you said, Rue kind of being like, get over it. It's like, admit your mistake. Like, you lost some of the best players in the competition. Charlie Cameron. Yeah. And um, Eddie Betts. Jake Cleaver. Rue. Well, Rue was basically like, oh, it's sad. It's sad that Eddie thinks that, but, like, it is what it is. He was like, it's time to move on or something. Like, he's had five years to He did say that. He said that on Triple M. That's fucked. Um... But you just have so, to... I just feel... So how, how do you reckon he sounded when he was saying it? It's really sad that uh, Eddie feels that way, but, uh, you know... Um, I do think that the story is just gaining momentum and the, the guillotine will fall Ooh. on someone at the Crows, and I hope that it is him. But... I've- I feel really conflicted. Well, it can't this be Don just... Pike because he's gone, so it kind of uh, has to be rude. It just reminds me of how I sort of feel about Collingwood at the moment because mm. I feel really, you know, I, I want success for you, Rose, and, you know. They're entitled that, to watch. If that was my club, I hope you'd feel the same. But at the same time, like, do I really want to support a club that has been in, embroiled in so much controversy mm. over the yeah. last Yeah. Well, that's, that, I had that exact experience last night, which is when, like, you know, the club's so exciting to watch everyone's getting around them you know it's it's all these young players it's exciting and i was like yeah collingwood and then cut to eddie Maguire in the crowd cheering and i was I like oh why they do that i was like, like yeah it's just a reason that he's exactly. not exactly yeah. it's just such a reminder i was like oh yuck i don't want him to be happy yeah, yeah and course. it's very yeah. like tone yeah. deaf media as well that like yeah he like won the coach's mvp which is crazy because every time he well. got it he like kicked it it was a turnover he yeah. kicked out on the full or like kicked he a did get a lot of yesterday but yeah. Um, he yeah. only had like twenty. It is really frustrating. Um, and I think they're definitely like stepping in the right direction for a lot of it. Like in the last this season, not mm. last season. Last season was like the boil over a shit show. But, but I, I like I, since Blackley and Maguire have left, it's like looking better. Yeah. But it's gonna take time for that kind of. Thing and do you know what I think? I think stepping in the in direct. Obviously, when something like this happens. All you can kind of do is try to make steps and change in a positive direction. But I actually don't feel that that means anything unless you sort of recognize what actually happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can't be like, oh, you know, but things are getting better now. It's like, well, you still have to kind of acknowledge and make sort of like formal reparations rather than just sort of change reactively. Does that make sense? And so I feel like Collingwood, it's like 
you know, yes, they're making these positive steps, but if you hear people talk about Jordan Dugowie and all of that, it's like you're not actually recognising the issue here. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's not, like, that's also all the, you know, idiots that you see commenting on, like, AFL Instagram posts who are just like... I can't believe Jake Stringer went for that goal just, just now, by the way. Well, Jake Street is another one. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. There's what? so many, and it's like it's just sad because it's like actually, they a lot of the clubs get away with not commenting on these kinds of things because mm. it's like so many supporters just really don't mm. care. Mm. And also, so many supporters would care if they did. They'd be like, oh, like this is weak, you know. <laughs> also, when did Giants get four goals, five goals up? I really looked away for two seconds. I don't even know who kicked them. Maybe Hogan got one and then they kind of got on a roll. Last time we did this game... And now Essendon are trying and it's like, well, it's too late. Mm. Mm. Do you think... Can Bulldogs still make finals? Actually, there's still more than half the quarter to go. I can't believe this. Who can still make finals? Um, I think the only three teams that are locked are the top three. The rest could still drop out. No. No. There's only two games left. Well, that's what the Fox ad said last night. Oh, well, I think they're... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so Melbourne definitely. Sydney. Because Richmond are on 42. So how do you... So Sydney I think Carlton's going to drop out after everything That would be done. so sad. No, I, don't, I wouldn't mind, yeah, really. Good. No, they've been so good to watch and entertaining. Well, I feel like the role that Carlton yeah, played... Not the grit, old Carlton. Yeah, think. and I feel like they just served as the like entertaining team to watch in the first half and then Collingwood kind of took over. And so now it's like Carlton don't really have a role to play yeah. anymore. And also I don't mind because it's like they've still improved so much from their last season that it's like, yeah, you'll be there next year. Yeah. So I think Bulldogs, Richmond and Saints are the three that kind of... And I guess Carlton. They're the vulnerable ones. They're, they're so the ones with an axe yeah. hovering over their head. Yeah. Ready to... I've got a question. Let's hear it. Is that man? What... So if you market... Like, there's a free kick paid in the goal square. And then, say, there's, like, um, some umpire descent. They're kind of all 50 metres, right? No. Unless no, it's, like, you're on, like, an angle or something. Then you can go, like, directly. Yeah. But if it's in the goal square, you, you always have a shot directly out in front. I think they just don't bother. Yeah, what's the point? Um, so you can just abuse the umpire. Well, you might get Why a prepay before some... the bounce of the... You know how sometimes they sort of award yeah. a off, off ball free. Yeah. You might give away free to the before, after the gold's kicked. Or you might get reported or a fine. Um, anyone got a bone to kick this week? I haven't really thought about it that much. Is that there's been so little football since we... Actually, that's not true. The whole last round. It just feels like so long ago. Because usually it's like ones from this this thing. Let me have a little think. Have you? Um, Nothing's immediately coming to my mind. Well, the obvious issues in the AFL this week have been the the Crows thing. Yeah. mm, The poor, the sad racism thing. Yeah. Oh, and Buddy Franklin's looking at moving to Brisbane. It's like all but confirmed. Yeah, a bit random. And Daniel McStay is coming to Collingwood, and I'm like, get that really? away from us. <laughs> He's not good. Daniel McStay at Brisbane. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thank you. That tickled me. Um, it feels trivial to, like, say, oh, bow to kick, like, systemic racism at the end of the 
Gibbs details his Crows camp regrets. They're like dropping like flies, yeah. these players right now. Well, it's now. because they had these NDAs and then now they've been broken. It's kind of every man for himself. Yeah. Well, I guess they tried to break them at the time, but then it got buried. I don't know. Yeah. Well, for the, the thing that Jenkins said that really I was a bit, not shocked by, but, well, actually opposite of shocked by. Um, was that he and him and his manager went to make a formal complaint to the AFL who like kind of was like, oh, it seems all fine. Mm. So it's like he did take the, you know, he did almost break the NDA at the time and it was sort of poo-pooed. Yeah, he like crossed the, yeah. And and also that Josh was saying that they had a well-being manager, a welfare manager at the club at the time who was really good, who had been like iced out of the camp and tried to get involved and they like were sort of not letting her be part of it and she was someone who was really good and had like a 90% rating with the AFLPA or something so when mm-hmm. so it was kind of he Josh Jenkins was saying like that was alarm bells for me that she wasn't involved before it had even happened yeah and now that person doesn't even work in the AFL anymore it's crazy that um you know like I don't understand why they sort of um tried to change what they were doing so much because like the crows were really really good like mm. during that period like I was watching some highlights not specific to Adelaide but like just clips of those of those games yeah where like you know Josh Jenkins is kicking seven and they're beating um, teams by like 80 points mm. Mm. and like it's like what fucking happened mm. you know I well, think they I won the camp the year before I know and I think then, and then it just like took a really fucking crazy direction I think the one good thing the for me the psychological the one good thing for me out of this whole saga is that the proof is really in the pudding of like what a colossal fucking nightmare not nightmare disaster it was like if you look at what's happened to crows since then so no one can no one can kind of stand by that and be like oh it was actually good because they lost all their good players and the club's been shit ever Mm. since you know so i hope that that will deter people from kind of exploring that sort of thing in the future it's like can you believe they had like eddie betts charlie Cameron, i know oh my god Tex walker um fuck Tex walker I mean, fuck Tex walker obviously but um who else like jake lever all in the same team yeah it's yeah. like super team yeah Sloan was at the peak of his powers as well yeah Sloan, of course yeah. and you know what Sandman. it's sad to think about it but actually part seedsman we might he left collingwood to get away from barkley and then comes in this fucking collective mind. Yeah. And I can't catch a break. I think we have to say almost a little bit, as, as, sad as, as sad as this is to say, I think we might have to say a bit of a fuck you to Rory Sloan. Because he clearly, like, you know, he was captain at the time. He's got some level of responsibility to the didn't players. Didn't you like it? Like, didn't, wasn't he one of the players that said they enjoyed it? Well, I think... Maybe he was paid a million dollars. Yeah, I think. But but that, that it doesn't look good to... Um, yeah. And I'm going to change the subject with my bone to kick, which isn't really a bone to kick. Um, but uh, the PFC, PAFCW, have been like putting heaps of pocket profiles up. And like, I kind of feel sorry for the players because it's like they obviously don't want to be doing this shit. But some of the <laughs> answers are just so boring. They're like, it's like, so, tell me something you don't know. So, so, tell something people don't know about you. One's like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Hee <laughs> hee. But then you also forget that, like, people within that kind of social sphere of sport, it's like sport is their life, you know? Like, um, what we would sort of, um, you know, be interested in, you know, like, you know, whatever, sci-fi, music, whatever. Sci-fi? June, June fan alert! <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just as an example, right? 
<laughs> Lord of the Rings. Is that, no, that's fantasy. Anyway, but it's like people would sort of not know sort of what, or they know what it is, but like they just wouldn't care. Well, Wait, what? so what you're saying is everyone who plays sport is obsessed with sport and doesn't no, have any other interests. Everyone, but like, just it's just your bone to kick more. is like it's get not, better really, arms. Your bone to kick is really women are boring. It's just kind of like I just wanted to talk about something other than the. God, I hate those games though. The uni week one. Tell me something that like is interesting. It's like I'm not to be the judge of what is interesting about myself. Other people need to tell yeah. me that so that I feel validated in life and I have good answers when uni questions come along, or when you do pocket profiles for Port Adelaide because it's like that's not exciting that you like Lord of the Rings. You and fifty percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Giants are very up. Guelphie's got three. Do you think he's um, easing out of the blonde? Because at the have, back it's very yeah. like natural, but then the fringe it's like just. He does have nice long eyelashes, but I should I should say I think for mine the most and I know to revisit the conversation, I think Shane Edwards is objectively the most handsome footballer, and I know that you think Pat Lipinski is. You can't but, say objectively though. It's not but objective. I can. But it is like you know how famous people. But listen, like famous people are famous because they have perfectly symmetrical faces. So that's like an objective. That's that's what is pleasing to the eye is is like a beautiful face. You know, obviously there are people like sometimes. Shane like, Edwards is very handsome. But he's I don't very think handsome. He's number one. But I don't think Pat Lipinski is number one because he has like a bit of a evil Prince Charming vibe to me. Evil Prince Charming, Matt Guelphie. No, Pat Lipinski is evil Prince Charming. What? But he's got little that. rosy cheeks. But he has there's something about his bone structure that's really like I feel evil. Like he gives me like. Peter the Baker vibes from no he's like way. he's throwing loaves of bread he gives me like every morning he gives me like the prince that the someone is betrothed to in the movie who's actually like evil and then okay I'm just describing the plot of Shrek 2 but he gives me Prince Charming from Shrek 2 vibes but not dumb just evil yeah but, but then I mean, it's I like people think Tom Hawkins so I was like you just can't it's just hard, you know, having to listen to other people's wrong opinions. Yeah. And that is the summary of my life. <laughs> Are you hearing yourself talk all the time? Or? <laughs> no. I'm very poor at reflecting on what comes out of my mouth. Except as you may have learned. <laughs> There's three minutes left. But yeah. This game been. I'm a bit annoyed that. We watched such an amazing game last night, and then this is the game that we... It's just the way the and chips I like, fall so, sometimes. Well, I was really scared we were going to lose, and I didn't want to do... I've been hanging out to do a Collingwood podcast, but I didn't. it felt too risky last night. Yeah. Well, the last be... one we did was against West Coast, so it's like, maybe the pod doing a Collingwood game is a curse. Because when was the last time we did a winning Collingwood game on the pod? Um, maybe the Port game in, like, 2019. Did we do that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, we could do the we could do the Collingwood against game. West Coast and oh, we yeah. lost. Oh, yeah. We could do the Collingwood game next week. Sydney Collingwood, that'd be good. Sunday Arvo. I'll think about it. No, that'd be hell good because no, it's your favorite. Yeah, I know. Team. I think we're gonna lose. Really You're not badly. gonna lose. Don't be stupid. You're clearly of not. We're gonna lose. Sydney's the best team in the competition. No, they're not. Yes, they you do, I know are. you don't mean that. I do. You're being a I've said brat. that all year. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> It'll be fun. Come on, let's do it. 
We need to do a good game. We've had two. I might be busy. We've had two absolute (laughs) flop weeks in a row of doing shit games. We need to have a good game to keep our listeners engaged. Is it the shooter the game the better the podcast though? Ah no. I like to be engaged. Yeah. But I feel like people there's like there's two formulas we do. There's like a division over who likes what kind. Well, I want to say we you you had some good feedback on the pod last week, but maybe that's just because we got smashed. Maybe that's the key is we should be drinking more when we record. I have to drive though. I wasn't drunk. Yeah. There was only one drunkard amongst us and the quietest of them all throughout the pod. So James. Yeah. I don't know. You really perked up at the end there. Yeah, that's true. And post recording as well. <laughs> we should really do like a blooper reel behind the scenes. <laughs> what was he saying? What was he talking about? Oh, like sharing... to fuck Leslie man. Yeah. <laughs> Been out of James. Uh, yeah, maybe we should shouldn't have that on the pod. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it. I actually feel like this is gonna be that there's one minute twenty to go in the game. Oh my god, Mac Welfie's got a little lightning bolt. Do you think it's an ode to Harry? No. No. Feels like something he'd do though. What else no, it doesn't. Power. People power? People just get random tattoos. Mm. True. Sorry. What were you going to say? You said, I feel like there's one. I reckon there's 2,000 people. I feel like I game. can't. Like, there's only one minute to go, and I'm just like, God, this is going to be tough. Although the scores are 96 69, so that's nice. Highlight of the game for me. It's had the inverse yeah, I guess. Who's that? Who that's knows? Is that Archie Perkins? I Honestly, I have no idea what Archie Perkins looks like. He's so long here. It's a very, like, grabbing name. Do you like Sam Draper? Yeah, I love Sam Draper. Oh, okay. He's very entertaining and he's a great character of the game. Mm. And he's a very proud clubman and I think it's fun and enjoyable. Okay. And he's not dirty or anything, he just looks like a bit of a thug. Okay. I don't I don't dislike him. I think he's fine. I was just curious to get your thoughts. <laughs> With absolutely no motive whatsoever. No, just, but I, no I because it's hated but I think I don't know. I just feel like you usually have opinions on divisive figures like that. So yeah, I was just positive. To, like, Very no, positive, yeah. He brings so much energy to his team. Um, he does. But it's hard to imagine, like, how he's going to age. And do you know what? Like, is he going to keep yeah. that for his whole career? I'll tell you what I did, like, when he... when What team did they beat a couple of weeks ago? Sydney? Gold Coast? Uh, I can't remember. But basically, he was saying, yeah, we just like want to fuck shit up for the rest of the teams trying to get into the eight for the rest of the season. I was like, I actually respect you saying that in an interview. <laughs> they were like, oh, you know, like, how do you feel about the season? Like, you know, you guys turned around a little bit and he's like, yeah, you know, what we, all we can hope for right now is to make it hard for everyone else, basically. Yeah. Which is a good answer as well because it's like it you don't want to be just like a tick in the book when you're like, uh-huh. yeah, we're a bad team, but it's like we're still an obstacle that you need to overcome. It's not just like... Yeah gonna happen without trying also um well the giants are so happy as they won it's because they responded to a lot of criticism um last week when i was editing the podcast you mentioned that josh dacos was our age and then we were saying how hot he was and i was like i feel like i should look this up before i how old is he he's 23 oh which is which is in the it's in the appropriate range to say you're only as old as the man you're (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I would, like, that's an appropriate age, but, you know, I was still, I was yeah. like, oh. But he seems wise beyond his years. He does. Does he? I think he does. Maybe just because he has a beard, though. Maybe. He seems, 
and he makes cool-headed decisions. But he did get caught holding the ball and ran down tackle us, and it was very embarrassing. Oh, and Nick Dacos when he was just like standing still and got got. Yeah, and pretended to have a like broken ruptured his knee. Foot. Yeah, <laughs> jumped up like a cat from the bench, and then yeah. And he, I'll tell you what, I reckon he he would be his sprinting um, rate would be like <laughs> he's fucking fast. His speed. His speed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he's kind of little, so his legs going like. Brrr. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he's running on. He looks like he's. Um, what's the character's name from The Incredibles? The Sun. When he runs on water. Dash. Dash, yeah. He looks like Dash running on water. Which is such like a tongue-in-cheek name. Yeah. I can't call your kid. Do you think that it was they a, named... It must have been a nickname. Yeah, okay. No, that's, that's his name. But did they name him that bef- because of his power? Oh, yeah, because isn't, there, just isn't the there a bit where there's like... Your full name is like Dashel Robert Powell or whatever. Yeah. That's his name, Dash. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, it's his name. But uh, last... was it his name before they knew he could run fast? Last step. That's important. <laughs> Last and possibly only stat of the podcast. We learned about central districts. Wasn't really a stat though. What's the stat? Looking up his name. Oh. Oh. I thought I, thought I was, was yeah. I was waiting for a big reveal. Yeah, okay. yeah, Jake Stringer has a horrible tattoo behind his ear. Cursive. Down the length of his neck. That's sickening. You know Jake Stringer's like our age. He's one that is our age, but he looks approximately fifty. I don't know. That's kind of right. He's I actually, young. I actually he's think very young. Wrong. Do you think he's 26? I think he's actually... I know that his birthday is Anzac Day because of BT... He's 28. ...commentating saying, Happy birthday, Jakey! Yeah, he's 28. Well, he's closer to our age than Josh Jacobs is. Uh, well, yeah. actually, not for me. The package. <laughs> no. Package of shit. You're 26 too. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. Who's this guy? Jack Jitterman was born in 2002. Jake String is the package. I hope I'm at work when they deliver it. <laughs> guess how old um, Mason Cox is? 29. 31. Damn. Guess how old... Well, he's aging well then, but I guess he's got like a very tight face. Guess how old Max Gorn is? <laughs> uh, 32. 30. 30. Guess what? That didn't feel like a guess at all. It didn't. I feel like you knew that. It was a guess. Oh my god, why is this man covered in blood and going like. Guess how old Simon Goodwin is? his tongue out. Uh, 46. 50. 45. God, fucking good for him. Mm. And he looks it too. He's looking. He's looking good. Guess how old Angus Brayshaw is? 23. 30. 26. That's why we're having a great time. I thought it was the younger one. One day I don't know that I'm really bad at learning the brothers' first names. For example, how I've been calling Joel Selwood Scott Selwood for yeah. three Forever. years now. <laughs> um, I love Angus Brayshaw. He's born. You love all the he's Brayshaws. He's born seven days you? before you, Rose. There you go. Yeah, but I I, I don't love all the Brayshaws. I like Did Andrew you know we Brayshaw. Born in the same hospital. No, he's born in Western Australia. If you were a real so fan, nice. you'd know that. <laughs> Right, should we? I just... thought that you and Darcy Bird Jones were born in the same hospital on the same day, and then he was like a year older and from Victoria. He's not a year older. We were born on the same day, mm. in the same year. Mm. Guess how old Justin Longmuir is? This might shock, this might shock you. Uh, 50. Right, Jane, sat down? What'd you say? Guess how old Justin Longmuir is? 45. 41. Wow, he's, he's, now, he's, he's great early. He's great early, yeah. Um, 
Guess how old Matthew Pavlich is? 41. 39. 40. His birthday's um, New Year's Eve. There's something like in the waters at Western Australia then, because if all these men are going grey. Do you know what's crazy is that David Mundy is only three years younger than Matthew Pavlich. He's only four years younger than their coach. That is weird. That and is he crazy. also looks older than Justin Longmuir. Like, he if does. Justin Longmuir wasn't grey. Oh my god, and John Saracusa as well. It's like you're obliged John to go grey early so if you're a handsome Guess how old Michael's son, son Walters is? Uh, 30. 32. 31. Guess how old Mark <laughs> Shocker Williams is? 63. He is exactly 63. He was oh. born on the exact same day as my dad. Really? Yeah. Did you know? of August 1958. Did you know that before now? I, I think I did, but I forgot it and I just relearned it. It's nearly his birthday as well. That's crazy that I guess he was what 63. What are you getting your dad for his birthday? Um, a friend for who of Mark Shocker Williams. <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I need to wee. So that's fine. And we should go see if River wants to be a friend yet. All right, thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, I guess we'll see you next week at Collingwood, Sydney. Woo! And maybe everyone write in some fan questions for Rose to answer during a Collingwood game mm-hmm. um, or any other questions that you might want us to answer at any point. Um, I'm sure you, you're, you're all um, really eager to ask us lots of stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.